ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Relationships Rule Show. I'm Janice Porter, and this week, my special guest is Deb Drummond. Now, more formally, we would call her Deborah Drummond, but I consider her a friend and a mentor, and therefore, I'm going to call her Deb because that works for me. Welcome to the show, Deb. Well, thank you. And thanks for both. There's two compliments in one. I get to be on your show. And the second is, I know, work with friends. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I I just want to start by saying that Deb is definitely a multifaceted entrepreneur. She was a pioneer in the world of natural health many years ago and created two companies in the field, in that field since her early 20s. She's practical yet creative. And I love that about you because I feel that way as well. And you think outside the box to accomplish the goals needed for your clients and their achievements. And one thing I know is that you are also um, a wonderful business coach who gets behind people to get them to the number one position in their company. Because let's face it, we're both in network marketing. It's an amazing industry. And that is where relationships can be built and turned into business. So, so let's start right there. Let's talk to me about that. Talk to me about success in relationship marketing. What does it take in, sorry, in network marketing? Yeah, no, relationship marketing, network marketing, direct sales, affiliate marketing, social selling, whatever you want to call it, you know, Um, I've been, I've been watching that. Uh, industry since I was eight years old and had a mother who took me off to my first Tupperware party because she was a Tupperware rep. And um, I really got impressioned upon, that's what I say, it just made a huge impression on these people, like these women sitting around, um, having a great time, building community, building relationship, having fun, laughing, and also supporting, right? And, um, you know, supporting the economy is what I call it, right? Supporting the girlfriend economy. Um, So whatever you want to call it, Uh, I call it the friend economy, friend e-commerce. You know, we've all, it's gone full circle. And now we have no problem purchasing from our friends online where we used to purchase in our living rooms. Um, In terms of like, you know, getting to, I would say that my topic is how to get to number one in your company, even if you're the only one in your company. And if you are in network marketing, you are in your own company. You might be distributing or endorsing a company's products, but you are your own company. And that's really important to notice. And what I like to do is to have people have an experience of not just being in their company, but being in the profession. Mm -hmm. Because whether you're at this company, whether you stay with that company for 40 years, or whether you do what some people have done, which have been in in three or four companies, you're in the same profession. So it's about becoming number one in your own company, which is you. And yeah. So, I mean, to add to that, it's like, I've gone through that process. People go through that process. And I always say that no matter what company you join, frustration comes in the box. Frustration comes in the box. And that's where I like to help people is in that place of frustration. And it's not necessarily in your first 30 days. (laughs) It's not necessarily 
the product. Although, do you believe you have to love your products or that you can sell, you know, ice to Eskimos? I mean, do you have to be that kind of person? I think that's a question that's individual. You know, for me, for me, when, um, I mean, I just had the, the best compliment ever. Uh, my girlfriend, who's not in this industry at all, and um, she, you know, she happened to be in the hospital and me and my other good friend went to go visit. Uh, my friend of 40 years went to go visit our friend of 40 years. And uh, she was ornery that day. And I don't know why she said it. She goes, you know, there's one thing about Debbie Drummond. Now, you know, she knows me for a long time. She called me Debbie. One thing about Debbie Drummond, anything she sells, she sure believes in that. And I was like, well, thank you. It was such a compliment for me. Um, some people, they're in a company of 4,000 products. Now they've not used 4,000 products. They can't stand there and say, I'm behind 100% every single product. And I, and I, you know, I'm empathetic to that. So for me, um, the products that I choose to endorse, which I think is really for me, uh, how strong I believe in them is I would endorse them. I'd put my name to them is because I use them. I know them. Um, and you know, when I owned my own companies, I made them. So, so I better, so I I don't think you have to love every single one, but I think you need to, I think you need to love what you're doing or be willing to learn more about what you're doing. And there should be core products. You will have more success if there's core products in amongst the plethora that your company might have that you really know people have had experience in that you can talk, talk to someone's soul with, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that uh, it, there seems to be, you know, uh, in so many companies that are out there and like um, health and wellness is not my, my bag. It's, it's more yours health and beauty, I would say, but yep. every company decides, you know, it's time to have a collagen product or a, this product or a, that product. And so they all go on the bandwagon and everybody that sells those says theirs is the best. Right. Or, right. So um, I, I don't know. I believe that it's not so much about selling the products. And yes, I do feel I have to stand behind my products that I, that I um, uh, endorse and so on, but it's about you're selling yourself and people have to know, like, and trust you. Cause you, you actually alluded to that in a few minutes ago. So mm -hmm. um, what, what's your take on that? So that, I, I mean, I believe that particularly now in this world of social selling or what I, you know, I just came up with this word the other day. And so I think I'm going to get a t-shirt on it. It's going to be, you know, your friend online community, right? We've all gotten to the place where we can, we're comfortable online. And then a lot of people were buying from big box stores and now they're really wanting to do that same online process safely with people that they know and they love and they trust. Um, I think that's always been the way. Like, this is not something new. We've always, you know, like, I trust this neighbor to watch my house while I go away compared to this neighbor. Like, it, it doesn't really, it's not even just, yeah, 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 that's right. Like, ooh, they have good parties over there, um, you know? Um, so I think this whole no and trusting and, and word of mouth is, is the same. I mean, look at, I went out to visit my daughter this weekend and my cousin picked me up and he has a Tesla and he picked me up in a moto car. And I was like, uh, something you want to tell me? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I've rented my car out. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I can rent my car out. And there's this new company. You can rent out your car like Airbnb. And so as we were listening in the car, all of a sudden I was like, wow. And he's like, yeah, I made nine grand last year. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Right now he's got a Tesla. He's got a premium car and blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't. So all these things. And I was like, I was sitting there and I'm like, this is word of mouth. 
This is the power of word of mouth. One person having a positive experience with a company or a person or a movie or a restaurant or a product. And so, yes, it's important for you to be to have people know you and trust you. But when you think about the multiplication and duplication that happens in our in our industry, that's why the product has to do what you say it's going to do. You have to be able to make impact with your cards. I have to make sure that people retain their memory, you know, from using our brain supplement because they may, I say this all the time, people go, oh, you know, you're number one, you're this, you've been in, they give all sorts of reasons why they can't have the numbers I can. And I'm like, look, people might purchase from me once, but if my product doesn't do what I say it's going to do, they'll never purchase twice. They go from me to the company experience very quickly. So yes, we are the initial in, but some people are just buying from you on a post on TikTok. You don't have that relationship. Now they purchase, now you build that relationship. Some people don't want it. So that's where when you say, is your product important? You can be that relationship person and have that open and I'll do your customer service for you and what have you. And then there's a, there's a, a lot you know, um, coming in, in this new form of social selling that may not know you, that is meeting you online, which is why it's important to make sure that your message is authentic. Um, and then the product will initiate whether they want to have a relationship with you compared to, it was always us having the relationship and therefore they trusted the product. It, it's a, it's a combination of both. Now it's a hybrid. Okay, so I still find, and, and that's a great way to, to describe it because uh, so many, you can reach so many more people faster by doing it online, by, by putting your, your content out there, by uh, connecting with people online and starting conversations online. I still believe in the one-to-one, -one, even online, that's the only way I can move it from there, right? And I, I think you do too, because you called it social selling. And that's exactly what, what, you know, what I talk about too, and when I'm training on LinkedIn, and it's, it's about starting there, but moving it quickly offline to build that relationship. Now, when my experience has always been, though, that um, I, and it could be just a, a, a story in my head, but that um, in order for me to create that client, that customer from a prospect or from just, you know, tip, dipping their water, I do need to talk to them. I do need to have that conversation with them. And even then they are reticent to talk to you on the phone or on Zoom or whatever. And I sometimes I go, well, is that because they don't like me or because they're not interested or is it just they, uh, maybe it's a generational thing. They just want to do it themselves because they're so comfortable online. What do you do with those people? Right. So let me, so let me, you know, burst the bubble for everybody listening. So the people we're prospecting, the people we're talking to, the people that we're emailing, the people that we're on these different platforms with, and we know by nature there's different cultures for different platforms. They are not like us. And they are not like us. So here's what people do. We have a filter. We assume based on how we would act. We assume on how, what we would think we would assume. So you probably would never not get back to somebody. If they invited you to a dinner party, you would get back to them within 48 hours. There's some people that think two weeks is fine. 
There's some people that get, you know, you would be out of your mind if someone didn't reply to a dinner party in two weeks. You've got things to do. So we all filter people's responses by how we would think and how we would act. Um, and it, what I want to tell you is that it's everything, which is why um, I believe in kind of breaking it down. You know, I believe in personal training. I do it and I get it. Mm-hmm. So I'm breaking it down, finding out who your demographic is, whom here's, here's the benefit of this industry in case people forgot. We choose who we play with. <laughs> I choose who I invite into my business, right? If I don't like, so people are attracted to me by hopefully the true personality that I'm putting out online. You know, if someone, people know I love music. They're like, yeah, you post more music than any. And they're like, they're like, you don't get a lot. Of, I'm like, I don't care. I love music. So, um, so to answer that question, it can be how people respond based on what demographic they are, relationship, culturally, whether it's age or what have you. But there's also a really true, a true believer in different personality styles. Mm-hmm. You know, I, for, for, one, for one, I'm like, send me the information. I'm the customer for life. I mean, honestly, there is a product that I've been taking. I was thinking, God, it's been like over 20 years now I've taken this product, right? I like good customer service. Um, you know, there's certain things that I like that keeps me attached to the person, but the product rocks it out. It wouldn't really matter who I bought it from because I love the product. The point is I'm the person that probably makes it. I do one or two things. I make a decision really quick, right away. Love it. Do it. Buy it. I'll buy two if it works. Like I'm the, I'm the person that walks into a store. If I love those shoes and they work for me, I'm like, sell me two of them. They're like, you want two? I'm like, yeah, because this, these ones eventually will, I want two because I'm efficient in those things. Then there's a, give it to me, let me research it. I wanna ask questions and then I'll, so if someone was sending me like message after message after message after message, um, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't appeal to me. And someone, and it, it, could, it could be how you function, how you like to receive information. So we always have to remember that just basically how we're sending it out, um, the response time to someone or what they say. And then if you ever go into, Oh my God. And start assuming what they're thinking and start then, then start getting scared to follow up because you've made an assumption. I always say to this, imagine that person sent that message back as they had groceries in their hand and three kids getting in the back seat of the car. You know what I mean? If they're not sending you back a bunch of emojis and flowers, just remember we're all doing what we're doing within what we're doing. So don't assume anymore. You can't. No. Because it'll you'll take yourself out of the game. Yeah, that's great advice, actually, because uh, it can happen. I have to go back to what you said about buying two pairs of shoes because I have to pay homage to my mother. My mother used to do that. My mother would find a pair of very expensive shoes and she finally decided she got a pair that that fit her and that she loved. She always bought two. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's watching, I think. Yeah, I love it. That's that's so cool. Um, so um we talked about, um, we talk about getting to number one. We talk about um, the, the things that it takes to be successful in your company and your company of you, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I know also that you are a voracious reader and uh, study lots of different things. And I'm not sure if you, I think you meditate too. I'm not sure. But anyway, you have a ritual in the morning and you have a ritual of things that you do. You are very focused when you decide to do something. Talk to me about that because I'm so not focused in those things. Okay. Okay. So um, 
so just to, to comment what you said, yes, you are your own company. And here's what I want to say. So, you know, my reputation is a top performance trainer, right? And when people think I'm a top performance trainer, one of the things they, that, that I get is you're always working. Do I have to work really hard? There's this thing about performance, success, and hard that have been wired into people's neurons. And what I want to tell you is that, and you've heard it a thousand times, it's honestly working hard. It's working smart, right? Um, yes, I have a life. I took all Sunday off and went and played with my, you know, grand. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't mean I didn't do a few texts in the car. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, so I, I just want to kind of, because when people go, I don't necessarily want to be number one in my company, or there's people that have been walking across the stage for 10 years. How am I supposed to match their income? I'm not saying that you will, but I'm saying that you can. Mm -hmm. There's, there's always people that have come into a company 10 years, five years, eight years, six years later, right? I've been number one in my company and I wasn't the first in, I, I, it was open up in another country before I joined. Mm -hmm. It's not about that. No. And I do believe in focused, disciplinary, right, right, meaning R-I-G-H-T, not R-W-R-I-T, right or R -I -T. systems. Yeah. Yeah. Systems <laughs> for you and for me. And when I'm working with people, we, we find those that I look to implement something very disciplinary around two things. One is following the system and the structure that we've set up so that when someone says to me, they want to make a certain amount of money or this, that it's achievable and it's achievable through this process Two, it's something that's working for them and other business esteem or self-esteem. And so, yes, I do. I, I get up earlier than I necessarily would want to. I'm, you know, I've, I've worked myself to that place. And then I've coached myself to make sure that I don't talk to anybody till a certain point in the day. Now I'm a morning person. Some people might be night, you know? And so I get up in the morning and I do my morning questions. These questions put my brain in a disciplined, focused, talk performance mindset. Okay. I listen to a meditation. I used to teach meditation for 25 years. So I'm big on meditation. There's a meditation that I'm loving right now. It's my right now meditation. Um, and it's a financial meditation and I'm listening to it 20 minutes a day. And then I have a ritual on what I do before the world knows that I'm awake before, do you know what I mean? And there's certain things that I do around my social media marketing that's early in the morning. So that when I get into my time talking, I talk to people from this time to this time. Now, does that go out the window sometimes? Absolutely. But rarely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But rarely. Like we're not, we're not all absolutes, right? So absolute, but rarely. And also at night, at night, I, I, I am my own personal coach and I review my day with review questions that are set up that prompt me very easily. Cause if not, I would be writing in my journal. Oh, today, da, 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 which is great. I'm a journal writer, da, 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 da. but these questions ask me the good stuff and the hard stuff. You know, one of the questions that I love is like, you know, if you, if you were your own coach that day, you know, what is it that you did that was absolutely great and brave and you're proud of yourself and what have you. And what was it that you could have done a little better or a little differently, you know? And so there's these questions that I asked myself that gives me an opportunity to learn and grow. Yes, I'm an avid reader. I, I am absolutely an avid reader. I dog ear, I underline, I screenshot pictures. I, 
I do all of that. Um, Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill. I read seven times. I don't believe I need to read it again, but that's since my 20s. And um, I know that this is audio, not visual. So you don't see that I'm not 20 anymore. But I just finished reading a 400 page book on marketing. And I know that I'll probably read it two, three, maybe four or five more times over the course of the next five years. Because you take out where you're at and you implement and you take where you're at. But I think reading, if you are in business and you're serious about your business, then there is always someone that knows more than you. That's so true. And so I know that you just, I mean, I don't know the last time I've read a 400 page book, if I ever did one, I think I did once maybe, Mm -hmm. but um, I tend to listen to podcasts and maybe Mm -hmm. online a little bit, but I don't Mm -hmm. like reading a book online. I like to have the hardcover book. In fact, um, one that I'm about to start reading for my weekly book, uh, club which keeps me focused on reading once in a while is um atomic habits by mm-hmm. james clear so i think hopefully that will help me stay more focused mm-hmm. on uh on rituals and uh things that because i know from from all that i have read that the um the uh, thought um thought leaders most thought leaders that i've read about I'll have this morning ritual. I'm not a morning person, so it's harder for me to do that in the morning. But, um, you know, to get up earlier is a killer for me. I can stay up later, but I can't get up earlier. So um, whatever works, right? Um, So here's an interesting thing. If I could, if I was, you know, let's say I was, you know, training you or what have you, I would say, can you do 15 minutes earlier? Can you be 15 minutes uncomfortable? If you told yourself you had nothing to do in that time except for you, Like you don't have to talk to anybody. You don't have to get up, you know, and if you could just get up 15 minutes earlier, because if you did 15 minutes earlier and 15 minutes later, that's a half an hour a day. That's true. That's like, you know, even with shying up, that's like, you know, that's a good three hours a week Mm -hmm. that you could put into reading that you wouldn't normally do. I do a lot on podcasts and YouTubes and stuff as well. I probably listen to, I have a speaker in my bathroom and every time I have a shower, I'm listening to motivation for that 10 minutes, five minutes, eight minutes, nine minutes, whatever it is, or a song, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever rocks my world. But so if I'm in, I'm in a continuum learning state. You are, I know, I know that about you. It's amazing. And, And I also have noticed that you make things happen quickly right? If you are talking, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're talking to someone that you want to support their product, their journey, whatever it is, you make something happen right away. Yeah, I think it's, um, so if I was, absolutely. I mean, I think that's just part of understanding. Well, first of all, it's my personality. You know, I was raised with, um, you know, I was raised with that kind of thought process that we help others in community-based living. And um, not that I'm giving my address out here, but anyone at any time, my close friends know that, you know, 95% of my day, my door has never been locked. And even when I lived in a house and you can walk into my house and there would be a plethora, there'd be a table, a, a candy table, a granola table, a food table. If you walked in my house right now, I just changed it all over to Easter. Um, so people, and, and I'm the house that people, people's kids stay at, um, you know, if there's a, if there's a place on the floor, you can be, um, but I think when you start to do business with people, um, and you'll hear it all the time, it's like being reciprocal is, is a great way to continue that business relationship and put your best foot forward. So 
um, if I couldn't help somebody, if, if there was like something they did that I just hadn't, I mean, it would be rare for me not to be able to put them with somebody, but um, do the best you can to help people out in their business, or at least say to them, what could I do to help you? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then look to see that. But um, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a kind of a great way to live your business life. Yeah, it seems to be all encompassing, though, for you. And that's what people see. They see you, they, what they see is what they get, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. Um, so I know you're a big music person. Did you perform? Were you a performer? Or a yeah, right? <laughs> no, well, if you ask my kids. So when I was in school, I played the guitar. I played ukulele. Um, my grandmother used to have me play Amazing Grace on the organ. Um, I was raised with country music. And we used to sit around on Saturdays and watch the Glenn Campbell show. Um, So I remember, you know, I was in my pajamas. So that's how young it was. So I always loved music. I sung in choir. I'm not going to say I was the best. I was this. I was and then I got into music in a whole different way. uh, A friend of mine owned a bar and um, I went down to have some drinks and we all had an after party at my house. And I was complaining about how miserable the waitress was. And I said, it doesn't really take much to smile. He looked at me, he goes, you want to come down tomorrow night and give it a shot? I'm like, damn straight. I'll show up. I show up. He threw a tray in my hand and he's like, oh my gosh. And I had a career as a cocktail waitress and a bartender and, you know, used to hang out with the managers and connect with the bands and bring in the bands. And, and I'm probably aging myself, but we'd hang out with, you know, foreigner and, and uh, all those guys. And, and I really, really, truly in my soul love music. I sing probably a half an hour in the morning while I'm listening to music and, and doing my thing. Um, I used to sing around the house. I used to say I used to sing for my babies. So my kids have heard me sing, um, but I have not ever like professionally performed. I did perform once with Michael Bublé before he became Michael Bublé, the star at Bubba Lou's in Vancouver. And that's just because I was on stage and I was having, he was on stage and I was having a big party at Bubba Lou's and he pulled me up on stage to kiss me um, yeah. and do that whole swooning, crooning yeah. thing. Um, no, I never had anything with Michael Bublé. It was just, a, you know, and I sung a little bit then and sung with Simon and Chaos, but uh, no, not professionally outside of the outside of the ears of the home. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's really fun. Thanks for sharing that. You're um, welcome. So I know you have a podcast too, a brand new one. What's it called? I do. What I do. Doing? Well, I had a podcast for yeah. two years and I've rebranded and expanded it. Um, it's definitely an expansion. It's called Mission Accepted. Um, I created a whole media company and um, it's called Mission Accepted Media. It's a Mission Accepted Podcast and you can put it into Google and find it everywhere. Or you can go to my website. I have a beautiful um, podcast page on devdrummond.com and um, it is interviewing entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs and creatives. When I say creatives, I mean people that are solo funding, actors, actresses, artists, writers, you know, and media. So podcast hosts, radio hosts, TV hosts, people that need to, you know, that have walked through the world of entrepreneurship. Um, and yeah, lots of really good gemstones and stories, you know, entrepreneurs were, we're full of great stories. Yeah. It's fun to listen to people have those conversations. And, um, I, I think I want to ask you two questions, two last sure. questions. One is, um, one of my favorite questions that I'm a, my favorite word is curiosity. And so I love to know whether you think curiosity is innate or learned. That's part one. And part two is what are you most curious about today? Mm. 
Okay. So is curiosity innate a natural or... state? Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. Is it innate or is it learned? Oh, is it innate or is it learned? Okay. Well, there are innate curious people. Um, I have a girlfriend that she just keeps, when I say something, she just keeps asking more questions about it and more questions about it. Now she used to be a journalist for CBC up in Belfast. And I'm like, you're the perfect journalist because you have a natural state of curiosity. A lot of people would think that you're um, being um, nosy, <laughs> that, you know, nosy, but you are curious and you, you have an expansive mind. Um, I think you can, I think you can learn. Can you learn to be curious? I think you can learn to be exploratory. I think you can get curious. A lot of people get very curious around the thing they're the most interested in, mm -hmm. right? I think that's the capacity, but particularly if you're talking about entrepreneurs, right? So um, inquiring minds want to know. That's what I, you know, uh, me and my, yeah, that's me and my friends. I use all the time from the inquiry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. So there's, um, I would say I'm more curious about things that I really have interest in. Um, or that I feel I have mental capacity for, or I'm very focused. Like you said, I'm a very focused person. So there's sometimes things go on in the world and I'm like, Ooh, missed that one because I'm, you know, planning this thing to Ireland or I'm doing this book launch or what have you. Um, I think there are people that are naturally curious. They're the why, 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 why kids. And you're like, Oh my gosh, one day you're going to be an amazing journalist or something, <laughs> you know? Um, and, but I do think here's the thing. I think it's an important character to have. I don't necessarily think you have to be fully curious. I think inquiring, um, asking, sharing, hearing from people, being curious about what makes other people tick, getting out of ourselves. Um, if you are in business and you're curious, you're asking more about them than you are. It gives you a better insight on how you can serve them. That is absolutely a what I would say top performance business skill finding out more, asking the questions, being curious on what makes them happy. And if you have something that can serve them, and if not, you know, take the high road and put them over with somebody that can. Um, so from a business skill, I think it's important, whether it's curiosity or inquisitive, I'm not sure. Well, it's the same thing, but in yeah. my mind, yeah. um, that's a great answer because you covered a lot of bases there. And my last question, and again, you know, my audience is entrepreneurs, um, business owners, sales professionals, sorry. Um, a business professional, she turns her phone off. I, 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 I turned my phone on silent, but it's still dinging. So I don't know. I missed something, I guess. Anyway, I apologize. Um, so my last question um, is um, what advice or what what is the lesson or advice, piece of advice that you would like to share most with my audience about business, about being in business, whether it's solopreneur, entrepreneur, business owner, what would you say is most important? Oh, well, you know, it's an interesting thing because when I train people to go from where they are to go to where they want to be, I cover 15 different arenas. There's 15 different things that I have defined that we need to have a conversation about. Mm -hmm. And everybody's at different levels of what at each of those stages, sometimes I'm tweaking and sometimes I'm ultimate, I'm creating and sharing that concept with people. And, you know, for me, it pains me when I see people frustrated 
I know what it's like to be frustrated in business. And I know what it's like to really want to get somewhere and you kind of seem to be doing everything you can. I'm like, I'm doing everything I can. Right. And I must, and when someone says that to me, I'm like, you're doing everything, you know, not everything you can, you're doing everything, you know, you just don't know what to do to take that to the next step. So let me share with you a new concept. Now you can do that new concept. So um, for there to be one thing, I guess it's the same answer, Janice, that I'm going to give people that I have been, that have asked me multitudes of time. And I don't say this because I'm a trainer. I say this because from the time I was 20, I, maybe I was naturally curious on being able to take my business to the next level. And the next level could have been just make sure that we can pay everything at the end of the month. Just make sure that when my ex-husband was let go through the 2008 real estate, that no one had to, you know, it was, I needed to make sure that my, my son could get into a school or now he needs to be studying with a fashion designer. So it doesn't have to be the um, Richard Branson dream, right? It, it could just, but I, for me, if you are somewhere and you want to either maintain where you are financially, but decrease the time or be where you are and increase the finance, wherever you are, if you're in an uncomfortable place, I would say that, and you're doing everything that you can, there's two things. Either you know what you need to do, but you're not doing it, then you need to get help. Or you're doing everything you can, you don't know what else you could do, you need to get help. In my 32 years, I figured out today, it's 32 years of being an entrepreneur. I have had a plethora of people get me to the next level, whether it was a counselor, whether it was someone in my personal life that I needed to work through, whether I remember seeing an emotional intelligence coach for a long time on CEO techniques on how to contain. Um, I've been, you know, a, a personal trainer. Uh, I've had personal training in certain aspects of my company. Right now I'm getting... I've hired someone for six months to help me in public relations because I know this much and I need to know this much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always um, farmed it out and, and had someone because that that'll sh- look, I'll read the 400 page book. You don't want to, do you know what I mean? I'll sit up at night till one o'clock in the morning, learning the, the next latest, greatest, and then you can have someone pass it on. It's the, it's the balance between time and money. Right. Yeah. So honestly, not because I am one, because I haven't always been one. But um, it's about, um, you know, having somebody else's eyes on your life, personal and or business. Right. It's it, it really the message that's coming across for me is that, you know, that you don't know it all. And you know that this what you do know is taking you to a certain level. And in order to get to the next level, um, it's OK. And probably it's advised to get someone to help you who's already been there because that mm-hmm. will make the journey faster and easier. Mm-hmm. So great yep. way to end the conversation because it's a new beginning whenever you do something like that. So um, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your wisdom. And thank you for being here on, um, on the Relationships Rule Show. And I appreciate you. To my audience, um, I will put the information in the show notes, but I invite you to go and check out Deb's website at deboradrummond.com. Or is it Deb Drummond? No, it's, it's Deb Drummond.com. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Drummond.com And, um, and there was something else, uh, your podcast, your podcast again, and your media company is called mission accepted media. Got it. Yeah. And again, I'll put, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, oh. I wanted to thank you for having me on the show. Um, oh, it's been amazing to watch you grow with your business. 
Um, and I did want to send an invitation out that if anyone wants to have a conversation, like, you know, sometimes people think, oh, people are so busy or they're doing this or doing that. I'm open to having someone call. If you've got a question and you need, you're like, okay, look, you've done this. Can you answer? I'll answer your question. Just give me a call. And, and we have some masterminds that are coming up. So people may want to pop into the mastermind that's specific for network marketing, get some support. And and Deb is the queen of text. So that's a good way to get <laughs> So thanks yes, again. And thank you to my audience. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe so you get the next episode. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.